Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Whether you're looking for a full meal out with friends or just a few snacks for the table, Pittsburgh's brewery and taproom food scene has really upped its game lately. Today, we're talking to a new addition to the CityCast Pittsburgh family about the best taproom food around the Burke, plus the latest restaurant openings and closings you need to know about. It's Thursday, February 15th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast Pittsburgh's newest member, Owen Gabby. Uh, welcome to the show officially. Thank you. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hi, I'm Ritz. I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, you're mostly on the sales side. So what does that mean here at CityCast? I feel like it's different every organization you go to. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do my little shameless plug quickly. So yeah, yeah I am I am the senior account executive here at CityCast, um, which I'm super excited about. So basically what that means here is if people listen to us, if people you know hear what we've got to say, read the newsletter and say, oh, that might be a good fit for my business, my initiative, the company that I work for, that means give a shout to me. You know, again, if you think that, that this podcast could be a natural fit for your message, for your brand, whatever mm-hmm. the case is, I'm uh, I'm your guy. So that is that's primarily what I'm doing day to day is uh, is helping helping local Pittsburghers kind of, you know, get the word out about what they do. But you're also just like a curious person with a lot of interests yourself. Yes. Uh, tell us about your Pittsburghiness, <laughs> like how long you've been here. Give us give us the need to knows. Yes. So I moved here in 2018. Um, so I'm I'm on six years now in Pittsburgh. So I think that qualifies me as a as a true Pittsburgher at this point. Oh, it, in my it's, life. It's, it's, um, a, it's a nice starting place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically everywhere post-college. So I think I think that counts at this point. I think it's it's great. You're doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I I moved here and worked for the Pirates, which I think also I think also helps increase my Pittsburghiness that I came right in and worked for a sports team. I think I think that's my first uh, baptism by fire in, in terms of being a Pittsburgher. It definitely gave you a lot more black and gold than most <laughs> new arrivals. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, but yeah, ever since then, as you said, I just, I, you know, I love the city. I love kind of finding great new places to eat and drink, which I think we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I write for, I write still a little bit for the Pittsburgh City Paper as well as some other places, primarily on the craft beer scene here in Pittsburgh, um, some of the local film scene, which is which is a really cool local film scene. Absolutely. So I, uh, it, I've kind of dove in feet first with with being able to write about the the city that I live in, which is, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. A business side person who is also a creative, you're you're really filling a lot of boxes here, Owen. Exactly. Exactly. It's like sales nine to five and then I get to go right after that. So <laughs> over a beer, which is the best part. Exactly. 
Well, if you are new here, like Owen, every Thursday we do focus on food and bevies, sometimes a little news, whatever we're excited about that's been coming up, um, or sad. Sometimes we're sad or mad. Um, and I get to ask my favorite question of the week. Owen, what's the best thing that you have eaten this week? Ooh, so I'm going to say uh, this was now last Friday. I went to our friend's birthday dinner at La Tavola. And I got the tortellini with crab and shrimp. Mm. And that was definitely the best thing that I ate this week. Normally, I'm not that upscale when I when I go out to eat. But <laughs> it was uh, it was an occasion. Yeah, the rest of our conversation today is going to be decidedly lower. Yeah, brow. <laughs> we're going basically complete 180. But yeah, the food was amazing. It was everything that you kind of want in one of those really authentic Italian restaurants. It, it felt extremely old school. Everything was handmade. You saw all the chefs when you're walking in that, you know, the ceilings kind of felt like an old school 70s or 80s building um but yeah it was all perfect the tortellini was amazing we had calamari to start it was all fantastic that sounds really good i'm actually going to keep it on theme um because mine i think is crab cakes uh from revival on lincoln if you're not familiar it's in a restored funeral home in bellevue i got their uh crab cakes from their valentine's prefix menu but they said that crab cakes are on there all the time so look for those um but also shout out to their cream of mushroom soup i kind of got it on a lark uh and it really stole the show like i am still thinking about this thing a week later it's just smooth and bright good flavor not overpowering it's like one of the most luscious bites of food I have had in a long time. It was so good. That sounds delicious. We did. I feel like that's a rarity for Pittsburgh. We doubled down on on seafood on the best things we ate this and week. And then a veggie is, dish. Okay. Cool. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get, we're, we're, who are we? We're about to be who we really are. Uh, so, Owen, we brought you here to talk about something near and dear to both of us, uh, taproom food. Um, I'm not going to actually tell anybody my go-to place for happy hour because that is my time and you can't have it. Uh, but... But my favorite bar food is chicken wings, hands down. I'm curious what you think makes good taproom food and a good like food experience. Yeah, so you're going to be mad at my chicken wings take in a minute. Um, but generally, <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. You know, I'm when I when I'm going to a tap room, I'm I'm generally looking for a place that can do the classic bar food mm -hmm. really well. You know, not everyone is drinking at a brewery, um, but obviously that's the high majority. So you're talking about a scenario where you want some simple, you know, quality classics. You might want to, you know, soak up a beer that you just had, things like that. So, but you know, that being said, I think the cool part about Pittsburgh um, and how big the beer scene is, as well as how big the food scene is, is there's a lot of other influences. Um, and I think some of that mm -hmm. has bled into these cool twists on classic meals at some of these places. When you go out, are you looking for like a full meal? Do you just like to try a few things? Do you even order food, actually? Is that like part of your normal process? Yeah, I think it depends really on, you know, kind of what, where the, it ends up. Um, you know, I mean, I think if I'm at a brewery around 7 PM, if it's, you know, a weekday, I might be getting a beer and a full dinner. Meanwhile, if I'm, you know, out at 12 on a Saturday or whatever the case is, it's a summer Saturday and you're out with the dog, it might be, oh, let's get a, you know, let's get a couple appetizers to share and things like that. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to fill up <laughs> right at the beginning of the day if you're going to a couple different places. So I think it, I think it depends on the vibe. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump into some of your more specific recommendations. Uh, start with essentials. Uh, appetizers first. What do you got? Yeah. So to my earlier point, my take that's going to make people mad, I don't really like Pittsburgh's chicken wings. I don't either, Owen. <laughs> that's why I wanted recommendations. 
I know. I'm a I'm a spoiled upstate New Yorker by heart, and I think one of the few foods that we do really well in upstate New York is chicken wings. So it's it's the one thing that I came here and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but with that being said, I do still have a couple of recommendations. Um, I actually like Aslan, who is the excellent brewery in the terminal. They've kind of revamped their food menu recently. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of on their second iteration of their food menu. Um, and in this newest iteration, the chicken wings are actually really good. Um, and then for something that's basically a tap room, but isn't a brewery, I would highly recommend Mike's Beer Bar, which is right across the street from PNC Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, I think it's over 500 different beers at any given time. <laughs> it's something for everyone when you go in there yes truly the menu is literally beer menu alone is literally 10 pages long um Uh, i'll throw in if you like variety uh big shot bobs for wings actually is not that terrible the names for some of their flavors are completely unhinged so like you have to find like a paper menu or something to describe to you what they mean because like it's just it's not it's not descriptive enough they're like wild names i do really still like the seitan wings from i guess now it's spork pit barbecue it used to be double wide yeah their seitan wings are stupid good i almost like them better than chicken some days interesting i like i agree with you i like big shot bobs it's that's another one where the menu is overwhelming to me because i don't know i don't know what i'm looking <laughs> yeah. at for so many things that sometimes i'm just like i just panic order just a, a wing and, and hope that i like the seasoning sometimes i'm a dry rub girly so yeah. like it has to at least be that and that always limits the selection you know what i mean yeah anything else for appetizers um, the other one that I'll mention is I love Blue Sparrow, who is a food truck that's now at Dancing Gnome. Their pork gyoza dumplings are fantastic. Every time I'm at Dancing Gnome, I get those. Um, and then for a newer place, Love Peace and Grilled Cheese has a crab rangoon dip uh, that is basically just the insides of crab rangoons just as a dip with chips. And it's fantastic. That sounds awesome. I've never had that before. I've never even heard of that place before. Where's that at? Yeah, so that is Vellum Fermentation, which is a new brewery in the South Side. Oh, yeah, in the South Side. We we shout them out in the newsletter all the time. Yeah, they're an awesome spot. It's a massive, they basically took over an old warehouse. And it is, it's one of the more interesting taproom locations. They have a full arcade section. They have a full pickleball court. <laughs> they have a permanent food truck there now called Love Peace and Grilled Cheese. And the food is fantastic, but I would highly recommend the Crab Rangoon Dip. Okay, Uh, let's move on to like classic greasy main dishes. What you got? Yeah, so I think if you're going classic greasy main dishes, you probably have to start burgers. Mm -hmm. So for burgers, my go-to is actually another food truck turned permanent installation, which I think has kind of been the the theme with a lot of breweries. I think I think they love the low overhead of food trucks and things like that, but it's they don't necessarily want to have to be responsible for booking a place every night. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting how a lot of them have shifted to getting one food truck just stationed at a location. Like a residency for artists, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is literally a residency for food. But anyway, PGH Sandwich Society started as a food truck and now is a permanent fixture at Strange Roots in Millvale. And their smash burgers are great. It's I'm someone who, I like some of the fanciness, but honestly, I'm a sucker for a simple well-made smash burger and i think they do a really really good job with theirs i can co-sign this i've had that before it's really good 
yeah, it's there's there's not a ton of frills. It's just a it's just a well-made burger. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, next kind of greasy main, if we're talking pizza, I think there's a lot of strong options in the city. I think pizza is one thing that you can you can not go wrong with a bunch of different places. But I actually lean a little further out um, into kind of the Baldwin Bethel Park area and go with Spoonwood Brewing. Uh, so the last time I was there, my girlfriend and I, I think we had a margarita pizza and a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Okay. And both were both were excellent. But I will say, word of warning, they are like the neighborhood spot on the weekends. Uh, we went just kind of, we happened to be out in the area and we figured it would be a good place to go. And we waited for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Whoa. Which we don't, you don't typically expect at breweries, but it was, it was packed. So just, uh, just a word of warning if you're going there for a pizza. Okay. Uh, what about a veggie option for folks? Yeah. So I'll go back to Blue Sparrow. Again, this is, you know, this is somewhere where if you've been around the Pittsburgh food truck and or brewery scene, you probably know the iconic Blue Sparrow bus. Uh, yeah, it's really old school. It's got a fun vibe. Yeah, exactly. It looks kind of like a like a 60s bus that they would always drive around. It's really cool. But they've they've parked their bus for good at Dancing Gnome. Uh, so as Dancing Gnome built their new tap room, they stayed there. Mm -hmm. They have a Fungus Among Us uh, pizza, which is just fun to say in part. Um, they have a kimchi sandwich. They have a bunch of really good vegetarian options. Yeah. Um, and quickly, uh, any just because you mentioned it, any other can't miss food trucks? Yeah. I, again, I think in general, Trace does an awesome job with their food truck lineup. They get a bunch of really cool spots, including Stunt Pig, which is another place for killer sandwiches. Um, and then if you're on the north side of Allegheny City Brewing, um, I always have kind of a personal spot, soft spot for, mm -hmm. as I used to live literally right next to them. So dinner was uh, very often whatever they had parked out front. Yeah, I noticed they just announced a new collaboration with Nancy B's Bakery. They've got a chocolate chip stout. Uh, I'm always a little hesitant about like super sugary or dessert forward drinks. Um, that said, Allegheny City had a Teddy Graham beer years ago when they first opened that I still think about at least once a month. Yes. And I admit the the Nancy B's chocolate chip stout is really good. Oh, you tried it good. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't worry. I, I'm, a, I'm a devotee of Allegheny City Brewing. And it, also, fun fact, if you get there early enough on their release days, you get a free Nancy B chocolate chip cookie pairing with it. So that's a that's a little insider tip. If you're if you're going when that beer releases, you can get a you can get a cookie, too. Yeah, uh, I imagine you might have to call ahead for that. Uh, is there any place where you think maybe the food is so good that you would go without even needing to order a drink? Like it, you just go to have a meal. Yeah, I figured I'd just save them till the end because for my money, the best overall food experience at a Pittsburgh brewery is Cinderlands. Um, their chef, his name's Joe Kiefer. He just does an incredible job with their entire food program um, to the point where, to your question, I think you could purely go out to dinner there uh, just like you would to any other restaurant in the city uh, and walk away very happy if you didn't order a beer. Uh, you, you know, they do all the stuff that we just mentioned so well, all the classics, the greasy mains, all that kind of stuff. But then you'll also go and there's things like smoked duck on the menu. There's pumpkin spice pierogies on the menu. Their salads are fantastic. It's just it's a really it's a really unique kind of innovative food program. Yeah. And they still do the mobile ordering situation, too, where you can like run your tab up from your phone and then they bring it all out to you, yep. um, which can be more efficient. I know some people don't like it, but like it's they're still doing it. They started doing the pandemic and it never went away. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on it overall, but I will say I think they do it uh, about as efficiently as I think that process can run. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind when they do it. And again, 
they they have great beer and with that food menu i'll i'm not gonna that's a beggars can't be choosers kind of situation Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there be playful be imaginative explore your magical realm because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress you must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum its art its education and all of its community outreach initiatives get your tickets now to the 25th mattress factory garden party they are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Let's get to some restaurant openings that we're excited about. Uh, I know it's been a lot of beer and tap rooms, so maybe we start one off with a brewery. Uh, Grist House is expanding to the north. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that they're expanding to the north. It's Grist House Beer Crib. It's coming in early March. Um, again, I'm someone who loves Grist House as someone with a dog. My girlfriend and I love getting <laughs> to their original spot in Millvale. Um, it's as good of a dog brewery as you'll find in the city. Uh, I admit that I get there a lot more when I lived in the north side is convincing myself to get on 28 was a lot easier back then. Same. Uh, I, I used to do that bike trail a lot and we would go all the way up to Grist House and have a beer too, maybe a sandwich and then bike home. Yeah. Not available to me anymore, but I loved it. It was so good. I know. Yeah, it's such an inviting outdoor spot. It's it's such a perfect, you know, if the weather is nice on a summer day, you go hang out. And now that they've done that massive expansion, um, that, mm-hmm. you know, that Millvale location is really It took so it, long, but it oh looks my, really nice now. <laughs> I know. it's It was worth it, but it did feel like a point. So it's like, this is never going to end. Uh, and I'm sure it probably felt like that for them, too. So <laughs> Right. Um, and now they're in Butler County. Um, I guess they called it Crib because they're replacing an older brewery that was called The Corn crib. Yeah, I am curious to see what comes of this one. Uh, Are you willing to go up 28 to check out a new place? Or I guess Route 8 would be the straight way up? Yeah, I uh, listen, if you need to convince me to go to a new, really cool, innovative brewery location, I'll probably make the journey. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll figure it out. But yeah, it looks like a really cool new space. It looks like they're going to be bringing some of their beers into the new space. I also saw that there's going to be food from I think it's Freedom Farms Farm to Fork Kitchen. Yeah, it's on their property. Okay. Yeah. And I, I haven't actually been there. Um, so I'm excited to, that'll give me another excuse to go as I can kind of try that as well. I've heard Sophia say very nice things about their farm stand at the Bloomfield uh, market. So uh, I, you know, looking at the menu, I pulled it up while we were talking. Um, I am a little skeptical of anywhere that claims to do Memphis pulled pork. Yeah. Uh, But I appreciate the nod. Uh, (laughs) I am too. That's that's um, my other one food that I'm a snob about is barbecue. I I feel like barbecue is just hard to hard to replicate in other places, but I'm interested to try it. I I will always keep an open mind going in. (laughs) 
same. I will give anyone a shot. Uh, well, let's move over to Cider. Over in Greenfield, the Greenhouse Co-op has finally opened their brick and mortar. They've been talking about that for ages. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I've seen them around different markets. Um, I also read that they've got cider flights, so you can actually sample the different drinks and then take some stuff home with you. Did you? I actually haven't looked at the menu. Is there anything you've kind of got your eye on early on? Um, they've been sharing some of their flavors on Instagram. Um, they sound very floral. Yeah. Uh, like there's a pomegranate one with rose water and cardamom. There's one here that's infused with chamomile. It feels very on brand for the whole plant theme. You know, have a little yeah. cider, take a plant home. It, it feels it feels nice. Very much. It's it's been funny in the cider space over the last few years. I feel like there's been there's been some really cool innovation that I think kind of mirrored what people what people were doing in the craft beer space a few years before that. Mm-hmm. You know, where it, I would never expect a pomegranate and rose water cider and things like that. And it's it's cool that people are kind of experimenting with some of these different things. Yeah, um, I mean, for the longest time we had Arsenal, which is delicious, right. and I love them. But it Absolutely. was a simpler menu back in the day, right? Exactly. It was it was kind of either you were having all these different beer options or you could get the one cider. Mm-hmm. And now it's now you're starting to move into those menus are kind of split, which is cool. And I think I saw that they've got some non-alcoholic ciders, too. Yeah, same. I, I really want to check them out. It, I think it'll be a fun trip this summer. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got a couple restaurant openings, too, um, or reopenings. Uh, Leon's Caribbean Restaurant in Allentown reopened a few weeks ago. They shut down after that awful fire that they had last summer. So stoked about that. Yeah, no, that's awesome that they opened back up. I know Leon's Caribbean has another location in, I think it's Aliquippa, that they Mm -hmm. posted on Instagram how the restaurant was completely empty about a month ago. Yeah, I saw that. But it looks like people rallied once they let them know that that was like not helpful. We we, we need more people here. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, which is great because I I know they're kind of a local community staple. So it's good that they were able to to post and it immediately went back to, oh, yeah, we need to get out and support these guys. So it's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome to see that the Allentown location opened back up as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then one more piece of good news. There's a new Korean bakery in town, uh, Tu Le Jour in East Liberty. They are opening a week from today, I think. Everyone here internally here at CityCast is very excited to get over there next week. That sounds delicious. I admit that I am not an expert in Korean bakeries. What would, uh, if I was a newbie into that world, is there anything that you would know that I would I should try? Yes, I am also a novice, uh, but Sophia recommends the egg tarts, always egg tarts. I guess she had one in Chicago that was milk tea flavored and it was just divine. Huh. Okay. That is good to know. I I will take that recommendation to heart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just a teeny bit of bad news before we head out. Uh, the Elbow Room, a classic bar in McKeesport, closed on February 11th. Uh, so that was Sunday um, after more than 65 years. Wow. I hate you always hate seeing those kind of Pittsburgh staples, um, you know, just those just those places that feel like they're a, a, a reminder of the neighborhood for that long. Um, but I did. I see know. That, I did see they had a nice send off for their final day, which is which is heartening to see. I think they just said that, you know, they were they were one. The business just kind of it was never quite the same post pandemic. But that's, that's yeah. still a bummer to see after 65 years. Yeah, I encourage you to check out the TV news coverage of it because the accents in it are just top notch for Pittsburgh. Um, (laughs) And then one spot that is going to be gone very soon is Station in Bloomfield. Um, They're also having a little send off party. So that'll be Saturday the 17th and you can buy a ticket. Um, It's $10. You'll get snacks and a cocktail and get to send a bar outright, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's another sad one for me personally. I went there on a couple, you know, when we would do nice fancy dates or things mm-hmm. like that. The food, the food at station was just fantastic. Well, let's finish with some good news. Uh, where might someone spot a city caster this weekend? Where are you going to be? Yeah, uh, well, I might actually go to the Drake concert this Friday, depending <laughs> on. I, I, it's going to be one where I'm going to wake up Friday morning and see where the ticket prices are, and and we'll go from there. Oh um, God, yeah, you are a specific level of like an age group in Pittsburgh where you decide day of show. <laughs> yeah, well, we we saw it kind of stagnate, and then we kind of saw it keep dropping. So I'm like, it's probably not going to go up more. So I might just see on Friday morning how it how it happens. Okay, uh, you may or may not see me at uh, PPG Paints Arena on Friday night. So so t- TBD there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to check out Greenhouse Co-op, actually. Um, they're doing a pop-up at Palette Partners in Lawrenceville. Mm. That's the Wine and Spirit School down from Church Brew Works there on the street. Yeah. Um, so Greenhouse is doing this plant thing as part of Palette Partners' regular Casual Friday series. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's like the best Friday night in town, I think. You get to taste a bunch of wines for a really cheap price, and you get a short little wine lesson. It's super fun, and this time you can also go home with a plant. That sounds great to me. That's a, that sounds awesome. I feel like anywhere anywhere that does those date nights where it's you get some you get some wine or some beer or whatever it is and you get to pair it with some sort of activity. It's like you basically you basically they solved our problem for us. They created yeah. A date, and if you uh, think ahead, you can make a reservation for down the hill into Lawrenceville on Butler. It's perfect. It's such a good time. Exactly. Uh, Owen, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Yins can catch Owen here on CityCast, of course, uh, but also his favorite brews in Pittsburgh City Paper. Uh, uh, Owen, if people do want to advertise here at CityCast, where can they do it? Yeah, absolutely. Give me a shout. Send me an email. My, again, shameless plug part two. Uh, it's owen.gabbey at citycast.fm. So shoot me an email. Happy to talk. Um, and hey, if you want to talk to me just about Pittsburgh beer, I'll probably do that too. So that's uh, that's where you can find me. Sales call plus a beer. It's a exactly. perfect mix. <laughs> Owen, thank you so much. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you haven't yet, please check out our website. It is pittsburgh.citycast.fm. And it's got all of our podcast episodes and everything that Francesca puts in that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. It's just a blast and we hope you check it out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. I will say maybe my, you know, outsider generic Pittsburgher taste is I think the Permani Brothers actually has a great happy hour.